quite on the set. This is The Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Creative Double Shot. Welcome. Yes. 27 Uh, times, it never gets old. It doesn't. (laughs) Well, that's rule number one of The Creative Double Shot is that... It remains fun, fun for us. We don't know if it's fun for you. <laughs> and we, we realized as we were sitting down to do this is that our previous episode on play was probably our most serious episode we've ever done. And uh, we're proud of that. We really wanted to drive home the importance of play. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. But it is serious business. So in terms of like it's, it's worth considering and including yes. in your practice as much as humanly possible. And we're talking about it again, which is really cool because this episode is about repetition. Yes. And so we have six sentences that we've written down that we're going to say <laughs> over and over again for the next 20 to 30 minutes. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> See, we're already off to a good start here. It's fantastic. It's interesting because we talk about the creative practice and we talk about the role of, you know, well, yeah, you're constantly doing stuff and you're doing it over and over again. And um, I think repetition works on a lot of different levels. There's the physical act of repeating a creative thing, right? Like, so you do this one painting and I'm going to do it over and over and over again until I either master a technique or I uncover something I didn't see before. Um, With writing, I think of it in terms of uh, all work and no play makes Jack adult. No, that's the shining. Uh, (laughs) No, I think about uh, drafting. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this and I'm going to rewrite it and then I'm going to rewrite parts of it and I'm going to keep revisiting it. I just think it's really fascinating how it does. It works on so many different levels and the importance of it because we always kind of tease ourselves with, oh, there's something new and shiny and exciting over the horizon that I haven't done yet. So I don't want to keep repeating the same stuff. The challenge is trying to find that balance of I'm still interested in this thing. And how do I continue to remain interested in this thing? So I find it really fascinating because until we really started talking about this, I definitely have been one for the new shiny. I've been thinking that, oh, well, I have to come up with something original every time. I have to do something new. But when I look back, I keep very full art journals, you know, paint, paint journals and and I realized that, and in my morning pages, yeah. which I've been keeping for years, I realize I repeat the same things yeah. over and over and over. And in my paint journals where I'm just messing around, I repeat the same color combos, the same yeah, yeah. shapes, sure. all that kind of stuff. But that's all been, I feel like, my intuitive sense of I, I didn't ever realize I was really doing that. I always thought that in my practice I was seeking something new. Yeah. Because oh, I don't want to do something I've already done or everyone right. else has already done. Well, you know. Which and the cool thing about repetition, right, is that the idea that you're not creating the same thing exactly over and over again. Each one that you do is informed by the previous one, whether it's you're doing a series of like if you're doing exploring one thing like you are now. You might do 40 of them, but they're all going to be different in a way, and each one will have the information from the previous one baked into it. And same with, uh, I think, bodies of work. Like, you might do a different series. You might do 
20 series over the course of you know several years or however many years it takes. But each, each of those series will be informed by the previous one that came before it. Even if they're maybe similar visually, there might be some more richness or some different textures or different mediums or you know all that kind of stuff. I think that's really cool how, it, it, again, it works on many different levels. And we, we talked about the idea of the, the fuzzy spiral where you're, we like to think we're trending upward, but of course there are a lot of ups and downs on the way and maybe you have this big fuzzy spiral of those ups and downs, but the spiral in general is kind of trending upward um, in our minds of, of what, where we want to go or be, you know, um, it's awesome. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I would enjoy repeating, like writing, I'm going to take this, this paragraph or this page or the short story and rewriting it 40 times. But I do know that by writing a short story, 40 short stories and drafting them through their phases, again, that's still an act of repetition because you're still, you're still playing with the medium, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea that sometimes we, because we're looking for that new shiny, we abandon something that maybe deserves more attention. But it's cool because you can still come back to that. Like, it doesn't mean that goes away. In fact, if you go to this new thing, I think that's maybe why you come back to some of the things that you come back to because yeah. maybe you did, you left them too early or you're just in a different headspace where you're ready to come back to it and, and get in there again, you know. I definitely have returned to the same five or six things over mm -hmm. and over and I abandon them because I start in there and then when the going gets a little rough, in terms of I have one thought of, mm, maybe this is getting old or stale or something. Mm -hmm. I just abandon ship and go to the next thing. And Which is interesting because it seems if you were to continue with it and do it to the point where it becomes almost a flow state or it be does become nice. a flow state, that it will open up your mind to other ways of conceiving that Absolutely. particular thing. Which is what I'm finally doing with this series yeah. that I'm not showing anybody. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it kind of sets off this chain reaction of like, and it might not even be like wholly exactly that thing. You might, it might be like, I think of it as sort of looking at a, uh, an image through a faceted gem or something where you, if you look through one facet, it looks a, a little bit different, or you look through another one and it looks, you know, you just, your perspectives change as you look at things over and over and over again. There was a, uh, oh, was a woman in, I think the Harvard Business Review, anyway, it was one of the Harvard publications and, and she was talking to her students about analyzing this painting. She said, take a look at it over, take three hours to look at this painting and you'll have your first impressions. But then as you notice other things that you didn't notice before through this deeper review of it, so it feels repetitious because your eyes are scanning this, this painting over and over again, but you start to notice these subtle differences or these geometries within the painting that you, maybe your subconscious noted, but your conscious didn't notice it. And I think that's sort of the, the same thing with your repetition and your creative practice. It allows you to be deeper into your concept and make it richer for you as the artist. And then ideally that richness will also translate to the viewer or the reader or the listener, which is really mm. pretty cool. And so another feature of repetition is it kind of gives you some handrails, right? So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to be working on this thing and I don't have to worry about being original or new. It comes back to that idea. It's like, well, there's, there is nothing original or new conceptually. It's how you interpret it, how you perceive it, and how you execute it that makes it original. In some ways, that's pretty freeing. Mm -hmm. But it also allows you, as you repeat something, 
eventually, like all the handrails, I think like we talked about fundamentals, right? When you're any kind of artist, you there are fundamentals within that art form that generally you want to at least know they exist and understand them so that you can decide when you need them and when you can ignore them, right? And I think that that repetition allows you to get to that point of like, okay, well, I recognize that this is where I might have act one, two, and three, but I'm going to play with this a little differently this time and see if I can, you know, still keep it interesting, still keep it coherent and develop some mastery over that particular technique or whatever. Um, I was thinking of the, the dreaded Malcolm Gladwell, but you know, the, what is it? Uh, 10,000 hours, oh, right. <laughs> you know, but there, there is something to that. I don't think it's that prescriptive, obviously, but I think that that repetition is, is the key because it's just like anything, you know, I've talked about mountain biking where when you start out, you're very conscious of very, a lot of stuff and you have to kind of like, okay, well, I need to make sure I'm looking further ahead instead of just in front of my wheel. I need to, you know, make sure my weight is centered. And, and there are all these things that you consciously do, but at, over time, as you repeat the act of the biking, your body becomes more in tune with it and it does stuff just by second nature. And the idea is that as that stuff that is sec becomes second nature sort of goes into the background, you have more room for some of that creative connection type stuff. Well, what I'm noticing is now that I'm doing this series and I'm repeating these same things over and over, I'm getting much better at immediately getting, say, the form yeah. that, or the shapes right, that I right, want yeah. down. So then I'm free to explore some other area that interests me and my inner critic stays a little more quiet because I've done something well or I've done something, you know, like I don't, yeah, I'm no. not, yeah. Well, I, th I think that I'm going to keep going back to the mountain biking metaphor, but as you get those, those fundamentals under you, it allows you to be more, uh, more creative with how you interact with your medium. So in the case of mountain biking is the trail. It's like, oh, well, I can, there's a little berm there that I can jump or there's, you know, some roots that I can wheelie over or because you're still trying to keep it interesting. And I think that that's like, if you're just kind of fumbling around like we all do with the, the initial competencies, it's not as fun and gratifying because you're not there yet. But once you get, and through the repetition, even with just like the piece that you're talking about, once you get sort of the basic foundation of it out of the way, then you can start exploring the nuance and the things that really keep it exciting. And I, I think that's probably the number one takeaway for repetition and why it's important and to give yourself the, the chance to do it and be bored maybe at a time and go, okay. Yes, and get past the boredom. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's where I used to get stuck is that I thought that what a real, I go back to this every Absolutely. single time, yeah, 100%. that what a real artist does is they do it the first time right, and <laughs> right. then they move on, and it's a masterpiece, and, the, you know, and I, intellectually, of course, I know yeah. that what we see in museums is not people's first try, you know? I woke up <laughs> this morning, and I created Blue Nude. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, but anyway, so somehow I, um, now... <laughs> only took me 10 years. Now I'm realizing that when I sit with that feeling, when I'm curious, oh, let's talk there about is, curious. Right? That was two episodes ago. The importance <laughs> of curiosity in the creative practice. Yes. Absolutely. If you're curious about that boredom, like, well, what's going on here? Like, why do I want to mm -hmm. run from this right now? And maybe you do and it's fine, but 
usually, for me, it taps into fear. Absolutely. And I think that's another level on which repetition works. So there's the repetition of making the art. There's the repetition of maybe the doing, um, when I say the art, uh, like a particular project. And then there's repetition of doing multiple projects. But then there's a repetition of the practice, right? This all comes back to the creative practice is that it's, it is all repetition. And that's why we practice because by practicing all these different pieces of it, eventually we talked about the uh, conscious competency. Mm-hmm. Some, we, we would like as much as possible to be unconscious competency that we don't have to think about so we can really do some of that deep work and really mine that meaning aspect of it for ourselves because that's ultimately why we create. I mean, there's definitely like the cool factor, like, oh, look what, look what I made, look how cool this is, or read how, read how cool this is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but at the same time, we, we want to go beyond just being cool because there are a lot of cool things out there that once you peel the coolness off, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, well, because we're creating meaning for ourselves is ultimately... The reason we do a creative practice. I think that the repetition with, say, techniques, for example, is cool because eventually we want those techniques in service of that deeper meaning. And uh, I think we maybe, as again, as a society, are so bent on, well, you talked about the originality piece, right? Like, oh, well, I can't just repeat what so-and-so did. But if you get in there and you create derivative work, we talked about this a few episodes ago, that... Ultimately, if you continue to explore that through repetition, you will evolve and, and your result will be your own work unless you stop. And then you're like, oh, I made this thing just like Cezanne and then I'm done versus like, oh, wow, I can see that you're influenced by Cezanne, but this is really cool take on, on that particular technique or aesthetic or whatever it is. Yeah. And repetition is really the only way to get there. It is. And I, I think the big part of it is that repetition allows you to get past your expectations perhaps, right? Like, and really, if you think about it in terms of more possibilities than expectations, then you can just be like, well, I know I'm just going to do this and keep exploring. And I think the most important part of repetition is keeping your mind open while you're doing it, right? So you're not like, well, I need to repeat this so I can make this exactly perfect the way I want it to be versus I'm going to just keep repeating this and see what happens because I know that in the past I've done this and I've seen really cool things occur as a result. And uh, I, I think that'll happen again. And the chances are pretty good that it will. And repeating the things that you really love about it. Yeah. Keeps you in the state of really loving it. Yeah, I think so. Or if you take that to the extreme, you can take something you love and beat it into the ground. right? <laughs> but I think what happens at that point is that, that if you're open, it, op- it opens up new possibilities mm. there too. Because I think of like uh, when you hear a song for the first time. And there's some songs you're like, oh my God, I love this song. And you listen to it like 40 times. And then you're like, I never want to hear that song again. (laughs) Where there are other songs that you repeat and you don't like them at first, but then you keep listening and you keep hearing them. And then eventually you're like, kind of really, really like that. I uh, think of uh, the band Dawes. They were showing up on my um, Spotify playlist back in like 2015. God, what is this? I was like, what is this? I was like, oh my God, I really like this. This is awesome. I'm, I'm getting the album. And, and then there are other ones where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then I was like, yeah, it's really kind of a one trick thing. There's not really a lot of depth there to it. It's more of a style than it is, than it, than it contains anything much deeper. And uh, I think that same thing can happen with techniques and projects is like a project that you're not super stoked on. 
But if you're willing to go through that repetition, it may very well grow on you, especially as it evolves. And, and uh, I think that evolution piece is really kind of key for repetition is like having the faith that by repeating again, either technique or, or a singular piece of work or whatever on any of those levels that eventually it, it will evolve and it might not evolve into what you thought it would. And that's okay. But, yeah. And ultimately when it comes down to it, it's that whole process versus product argument, right? Where we have a finite time on the earth and if we produce something, that's really cool, but we spend more time in the actual work than we do either showing our pieces or sharing our pieces. And if, you're, if that's where you're spending the most time, shouldn't it be the most enjoyable time? Like you should embrace it and just really dig in. And by repeating, you, I think that's a pretty easy way to do that yes. and, and be okay. Like I'm okay that I'm going to be repeating this stuff. I'm okay that I'm going to be spending most of my time toiling in anonymity. I don't think we do this if the only motivation was that external feedback. And so really all there is, is the work. When you think about it, the product is, it, it comes, but w what is it that once we complete a body of work, we're like, well, I want to get back in and do some new work, you know, and it's because it's fun and we like it. So. And I think from a material standpoint, another block that I've had towards repetition is, oh, well, I'm using this paper yeah, or I'm using oh, this right. material, consuming I'm consuming the material too fast, or I'm, you know, like I grew up with depression era parents, so, you know, you don't like to waste or whatever. Sure. But we were talking about uh, our child as a, you know, three-year-old just making one mark on a piece of paper and going to the next page. That's right, yeah. Another mark, another mark, another mark. And it's that beautiful interaction of with the materials. It's not, there are no thoughts of, well, I'm going to have to buy a new notebook pretty soon or... Yeah. Know. But of course, you know, worrying about wasting materials or wasting time, I think, mm. is a societal thing. And the fact is, it's never wasted. That's right. But yeah, no time or resource in the service of your creative practices ever wasted. That's right. It all, again, it all builds. That's the whole point of repetition is it builds on itself. It's not like I created this one thing. Now I created this other thing and they all happen in a vacuum. It's all, it's all connected, which is fantastic. Yes. And I think it, it also ties into that whole, our previous episode about play and episode about the flow state. I think that the, the repetition all helps you achieve those uh, mind states and allows you to just kind of work without the baggage of what's to come. And on a larger level, repeating all of these concepts yeah. is also necessary for... Absolutely. Because you're not always ready for them, or yeah. you need a reminder. I think that's it. I think, you know, how many times you have to remind yourself, you know, re-remind yourself. We forget yeah. so that we can remember. That's right. That's Some dance to remember. Some dance <laughs> to forget. We're at the Hotel California, people. <laughs> um, I just, I do, I love that. I love the idea that there, there are sort of circles within circles from the smallest part of our practice to the largest part of our lives in terms of the repetition and reminders and all that kind of stuff. Because there's a reason that people go to church. There's a reason that people meditate. There's a reason that people do yoga. There, there's a reason that people do all these things over and over and over again. And it's because it helps them put their mind in, in a 
in a place where they want it to be, you know. Um, You've I, mentioned uh, ru- Russian nesting dolls before. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a perfect example. That's right. Repetition. Little. Little babushkas all the way down. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. And so we'll stop repeating these <laughs> concepts. But if you take, I mean, right now, but of course we'll repeat them again yeah, next, we'll bring next time. Repetition part infinity. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the biggest thing is, is embracing the concept of repetition, being okay with it and, uh, and not worrying about the product as much, because again, it'll come, you know, you'll eventually settle on what speaks to you the most and, and move forward with that. But, what uh, was the quote about repetition leads to express true expression or something like that? It's good enough for me. <laughs> Ginger dance people said it first. No, I, I think that's true. I think, I don't know. I think we, you know, maybe, maybe repetition should be called something else, but whether it's practice or repetition or meditation, I think it's good for everybody. So yeah. Repeat after me. Repetition is good. Repetition is good. Nice. Uh, we'll repeat something else before we bid you adieu. And that's, uh, please, wherever you think this might be helpful, this podcast might be helpful for folks, please feel free to share. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Creative Double Shot. See ya.